Welcome to the 37th episode of the No Degree Podcast. It's your host, Janaid Iqbal, and today's guest is Brandon Jerky. Brandon always loved learning, but didn't like the way school was structured. He played some sports. When he turned 18, he worked several jobs. They were mostly retail and restaurants. He usually didn't stay too long. He always had an issue with a boss or colleague. At 24, something clicked. He realized that he had a lot of control over his life. He realized that a shift in mindset would lead to good things. After this, his growth accelerated. Learn what Brandon did to set himself up for success and how he leveraged that to start his own company, Fit Recruiters. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash no degree. Every contribution is appreciated. This show isn't possible without you. Let's get this show started. Hey, Brandon, what's up? Hey, what's going on, man? How are, how are you doing today? I'm excited to have you on. Can you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, sure. Hey, my name is uh, Brandon Durkee. I am the uh, co-founder of a company called Fit Recruiters. Really excited to uh, be here today and speaking with all of you guys. So what do you do at Fit Recruiters? Yeah, so I actually uh, just started the company up a few months ago, back in uh, June 2020. So I have a partner. Right now, what we're doing is we're, we're building out a job board that's going to be exclusively to the fitness industry. It's kind of like an Indeed uh, Zip Recruiter. It's going to be for fitness jobs only. And then we're also offering recruiting services as well for the fitness industry. We've, we've already launched that. Uh, I launched that back in June. So I've, you know, I've built up my client base so far. And I, you know, we've placed quite a few candidates in the fitness industry, mostly hiring for, uh, for gyms. The main thing that we're doing is like, hiring personal trainers, but I've hired like GMs, uh, front desk staff, sales managers, and things like that. Okay, cool. Let's kind of take it back. You know, what do you want to be in high school? I was kind of a lost uh, soul, man. I, I really, I really didn't know what I wanted to be. I mean, there was times where I wanted to be a firefighter. I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to. I was one time. I was like, you know, I want to go play college football. Honestly, I didn't really know. Um, you know, both my parents are, you know, working class. Uh, just. You know, they, they've been at the same job for, you know, my dad's been at the same job for like 30 years. My mom's been at the same company for like 15 years. So, you know, my idea was, hey, you know, I'll end up just getting a job and, you know, working. I don't know what I want to do. Um, you know, maybe I'll go to college. Maybe I won't. Really just didn't have a, uh, an idea of what I wanted to do. Did you have any jobs throughout high school? I didn't have any jobs during high school. I was uh, obviously going to school full time, and then I played uh, I played sports. Um, so it was tough to find the time for it. But as soon as I graduated high school, my parents said, "All right, it's time for you to go get a job." So first month out of high school, my first job was working at a, uh, a clothing store called PacSun at the uh, at a mall down the road from my house. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> that was that was not the most fun job in the world. So how was the job, and what you learn from that job? You know, um, the job, I didn't love it. I really, what I did was I folded clothes, helped customers, rang them up. Um, it was, you know, I only lasted about a month to be completely honest because I hated it so much. I learned that, um, you know what, you, you need to, looking back at it, you know, I, I, I think I had a bad attitude going into it. I didn't want to do the mundane work. I didn't want to do those, those little tasks. It, you know, I it just had no interest in it. But, you know, looking back and, you know, now that I've, you know, gotten some more experience, I think there's a lot that you can learn in those kind of entry level jobs, those jobs you get during high school and, and those jobs you get during, um, outside of high school. I think it's great because it humbles you. You know, it's like I've done, I'm glad that I had those jobs because I've had, I've had more jobs like that. I've worked in restaurants, I've worked in retail. 
And um, looking back, it's, you know, I've, I've learned that it helps you kind of understand, you know, especially when you're, you know, I started kind of climbing the ranks of the corporate ladder and it kind of gave me a different perspective. It's like, Hey, I've been in these people's shoes before I've been in like the, you know, the, the entry level roles before I kind of understand the way they think and you know, what's important to them. So really what I found more valuable, I didn't find it valuable at that time, but I found it more valuable later in life is learning how to understand and empathize with those people. You know, you, you know, one of the biggest issues that I had was I, I never, you know, I had a lot of issues with my bosses or, um, you know, the corporate offices because I'm like, they just don't understand us. You know, it was like super frustrating. So being able to see things through everybody's eyes in the organization, I think is what I've learned most from, from all those kind of like entry level jobs. Cool. So what were some other jobs like that? You, you had that month, you quit. What ended up happening? How'd your parents react to that? They're kind of on my side. They're like, "Oh yeah, you know, if you know, if you don't want to do it, don't do it." I had a rough time, man. Especially my first few years outside of high school, I, you know, kind of dabbled in community college and had all these jobs. I had very similar jobs. I worked for Dick Sporting Goods for you know for a few months. I worked at Toys R Us for a few months. I could never really find like stay very long because I always had issues. I always, I just had a hard time doing these jobs. I just always had an issue with my boss, an issue with this, an issue with that. And then, you know, my parents would always support me. And then eventually they, they looked at me and said, Hey, Brandon, you know what? Maybe the problem is you. <laughs> Maybe you're the problem because I would always complain about my bosses and this and this and this. And I could never, I just had a hard time really sticking with, with jobs, to be completely honest, when I, especially outside of high school. How'd you sort of take that when you're, cause it's always hard to hear from your parents, like, Hey, it's the problem is you, cause you know, that's what they usually do, but this time they were correct. So how'd you sort of handle that? And would you change? I wrote them off. Obviously when you're like a teenager, your early twenties, you just kind of like, you think, you know, everything looking back at it now, it makes more sense to me now. And I, I wish I would have, you know, taken their advice back then, but I had to learn the hard way. And I, I kind of learned through self-reflection that, there's no job that's below you. There's there's always something that you can learn, no matter if it's you know scrubbing toilets, you know folding clothes, or or any of those jobs that are you know typically not always the most fun jobs. But I'm glad I had those experiences because it you know eventually I, I kind of got my my life together, obviously. But it, it taught me the importance of like hard work. You know, it humbles you. It really does. It humbles you. So you you mentioned restaurants. You mentioned like Dick's Sporting Goods. What other jobs did you have during that time? I didn't really get my first, I guess, like office job or like outside of like entry level until I was like 24 years old. I worked for the Marriott. I, I did like um, valet for the Marriott. I did, uh, I worked as a bus boy for this beach resort down in, in Southern California. I was there for, for, it was like a summer job. I did that. Then I eventually I worked for a, uh, like a, a Jersey Mike subs. I don't know if you know them. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually started off. Um, that was kind of like my first like big boy job, I guess you could say. I, yeah. I was hired as like their marketing director. I don't know how I, how I pulled it off. It was a franchisee that had, uh, he owned like three locations. He brought me on to help him with like his marketing and promotions and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So yeah, I mean, I've had a, quite a few different uh, jobs. <laughs> I've had a lot of jobs. <laughs> so you got the marketing director job and obviously this was a big jump in experience. How'd you sort of manage it and how'd you sort of make sure that you kept it and, you know, performed well at it? I think I got lucky with it because you know, I was actually shocked that he called me for an interview. So I, you know, I went in for the interview. I was like 20 years old, 21 at, or 20 or 21 at the time. I've always been good at with people. You know, I'm, I'm very like, I think I just have natural like sales skills, natural good communication skills. And I was able to kind of communicate and sell him on, on me. It was kind of that foot in the door, you know, that I was, um, you know, looking for. Um, he kind of gave me the opportunity and it was fun for me because it was challenging. I think 
part of the problem why I had a lot of issues with like, you know, the entry level jobs was I just never felt challenged by it. It was very, you know, menial work, repetitive work, then not a lot of room for like expression and creativity. But this was like the first job that I was able to kind of work on my own. It was challenging. I, I had an, uh, an opportunity to make a difference within the company. And, um, you know, he ended up buying, you know, purchasing more locations. I helped them open up more locations. It was just a, it was a fun job because it was, it was challenging. And I had it, I had the opportunity to make an impact in the business. And that's where I finally was like, all right, this is what I like to do. This is, this is kind of like, that was kind of the first job that I really enjoyed. Wow. So when you actually saw that you were challenged, like what sort of made you like realize like, wow, this is what I was missing. I'm trying to think of a way to put it, you know, like going back to like my school years, like younger years, I was never like very interested in school because just, I think the way the edu- educational system is, is set up, you're not able to, you know, for these like very curious, creative kids, I, I don't know if it works for them, you know, and I never had an opportunity to, uh, to be creative or, you know, I, I'm, I'm very naturally curious. I love learning, but I hated school. So like I would, I would spend a lot of my time in my room, like locking myself in my room with my laptop and just exploring different ideas and, and different things. And, and this was like that first time where I was like, Hey, this is, this is fun. I have this room to be creative and, and to be challenged. And uh, I realized that it kind of like was like, all right, I, I'm not like this this dumb person that I thought I was because I didn't get good grades. So it was very eye-opening for me. It was kind of like the first time where I felt like smart, I guess. Um, I was like, maybe I am, you know, maybe I am smart. It was an eye-opening experience for me. So how long did you have the marketing director of that Jersey Mike's? Yeah, yeah I was there for about a year. And then um, I eventually ended up uh, moving to Boise, Idaho for, uh, for school. I was going to community college, um, never really went consistently. It was kind of like, oh, I took a few classes here, took a semester off. So it was about like three or four years after high school. I finally then you know, had enough credits to transfer to a university. But so I, I ended up leaving there because I transferred, uh, you know, I moved out of state for, for a so little while. what ended up in once you moved? Yeah, man, I uh, had a hard time. <laughs> the, the uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I went out there, and um, you know, my first semester, I was, uh, you know, very distracted. Ne- like I said, never was, um, you know, into school. Never wasn't very into college. Stopped going to school. Started, uh, you know, just partying and having fun. My first semester, I got all Fs. Second semester, I, um, you know, kind of turned it around. Um, got good grades during that semester, but you know, I had a, uh, <laughs> I had a roommate that moved in with me. He was kind of running this little uh, paper writing. So he was writing papers for students. Yeah, man. And uh, he was making some good money doing it. And uh, I kind of was like, hey, man, this is a, uh, this could be a business. Like, let's, let's start expanding this. So I kind of got connected with him. And I started, uh, started like a, uh, you know, an underground paper writing ring um, where we were doing, I mean, it, I guess it wasn't, you know, ethical to say the least. Hey, but- you got to do what you got to do. And people are paying you. Yeah. So, I mean, we actually started making tons of money. It was one of the you know times in my life where I was actually making you know more money uh, you know, than I ever had. And we got caught. I was uh, suspended from, from Boise State. And that's why I stopped going to college. That's, that was my last semester in, in college. And I dropped out. That's, that's kind of what uh, ended my, my educational career. So what came next? Like you got caught and what was going through your mind? Because it's always tough, right? You're making this money. And now they could, they're probably watching a little more and all that. Yeah. I had to uh, call my parents back home and say, Hey, you know, I had to tell my mom, Hey, I I was doing this thing and I'm being kicked out of school and I have to come home. And, uh, you know, she was 
disappointed, but uh, she wasn't, you know, I was actually welcomed back home and, you know, I ended up getting a job when I came back. You know, it was actually tough. I had, you know, the, the first summer I was back, I, I wasn't doing anything. I was just kind of wandering aimlessly through life. And then I got a job as a uh, special needs aide, actually. Yeah. So I did that job for about a year. That job, man, it taught me a patience. It was a tough job. I was working for a, uh, for a private school. It was with, um, you know, autistic kids. A lot of them couldn't even be part of like the regular school district where they were suffering from like abuse. I was literally changing like diapers and, you know, being hit and kicked. And, but man, I mean, it was, it was a tough job, but you know, you, you know, you, you make these connections with these kids and man, it was one of the, you know, most rewarding jobs that, that I've had. It taught me a lot and kind of uh, brought me back down to earth. So I did that. And then um, I ended up, after that, I ended up moving back to Idaho yeah. um, with one of my friends at the time. Um, well, he's still my friend, but he actually had used to visit me during college. He was like, hey, man, I, I, you know, I want to um, move to Boise, Idaho. I want to go do something new. Would you want to come with me? And I'm like, cool, man, let's, let's move back. So I ended up moving back with him and, uh, I didn't go to school. I just moved out there on the, on the drop of a hat. So I, that, you know, I ended up out there for another, um, for about another two years. What'd you end up doing over there? Yeah. So I moved out there with uh, no job. I had about like $500 in my bank account and uh, credit cards. Couldn't find a job when I first got out there, racked up my credit cards. Um, you know, just had a tough time, man. And uh, it took me months to, to land a job. This is where things finally turned around for me, man. I was, uh, you know, got myself into a bad hole, tons of debt, just, you know, drinking, going out on the weekends, every weekend, just really doing nothing with my life, feeling very like sorry for myself, feeling like, Hey, you know, I don't have my college degree. I don't, you know, I'm never going to be successful. And I ended up getting a job uh, for a payroll software company as like a customer service rep. They taught me how to do payroll. They put me through this like six week course at the very beginning when I got hired there and they put me through this course and I learned how to process payroll. Even though I wasn't going to be processing payroll, it was important for me to understand how that, you know, how I was going to be processing payroll or sorry, understanding more about like what my clients were doing so I could have conversations with them and help them. So I, you know, it was basically like a, like a, you know, a college course on payroll. And th during this time, I was like, you know what? I'm just tired of, of being like the person I am, man. Like I'm a smart guy. I'm a capable guy. And that's kind of like where like the path of, um, you know, that my self-improvement and self-development started. I, I uh, decided I wanted to, you know, be better, you know, for myself. And, you know, I was capable, like, let's stop being a victim. Let's take on some responsibility and, and uh, you know, make things happen. So I, I started going to the library and reading books and, you know, going on YouTube and listening to like motivational podcasts and self-improvement podcasts. And what happened during that time, it was more my mindset changes. The way I viewed the world changed before it was like, you know, successful people are lucky, you know, you know, they just have this special gift. I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm from this working class home. I'm, you know, I'll be lucky if I can, you know, make 20 bucks an hour for the rest of my life. That's literally the way I thought about myself. And, you know, I started having a lot of success in this job at, you know, at the uh, payroll software company. And uh, I started, you know, feeling, I just got this confidence, like, you know what, man, I, I can, I can be successful. You know, I can be successful. So that's kind of where things started changing for me. And that was about like four years ago. Now the six week course, right? What'd you learn? And Tell me more about that. Yeah, man. So it was like, it was really like my first, like, like I said, it was like my first office job, you know, like I was at Jersey Mike's. I wasn't like, you know, it was more like I was like boots on the ground, like, um, like selling catering and, and like holding these like events and stuff. But this was like my first time where I was going to be like working on a computer, that type of stuff. So, I mean, they taught me, I mean, I learned how to, you know, use Microsoft Outlook and just how to be a, you know, work in a professional workplace. Um, but they taught me everything I needed to know about payroll. So that's really where the focus was on. It was like, you know, payroll laws, you know, how to process and just a 
really deep dive on in that side of uh, you know in, in that side of uh, business. What was it? it? Was like eight hours a day of six weeks of just learning payroll, or was it like? Eight hours a day, five days a week, six weeks. And then after that 90 days, they, they I mean, this is great because they invest a lot up front in the development. And then after that, you know, 90 days, you know, they we were in a very like controlled environment where they continued the education and there was like always ongoing training. So I learned a lot. I was honestly more skilled in, in payroll than a lot of like payroll professionals because I went through this training and it's it ended up being something that I leveraged down the road. This is kind of like the first thing that I like got my foot in the door, I guess you could say. So once you did the course, what'd you start doing next? I was like a customer like support rep, really. They called them like yeah. account managers. So I worked with different like payroll and HR reps for companies that purchased the the software. So it's kind of it was an ADP, but it's, it's a company called Paylocity. So it's you know yeah. similar thing. So if they used Paylocity, then they would call and be like, "Hey, I'm having trouble with this. Like, how do I do this?" And so it was just really help, you know helping them with the software, how to how to guide through and use you know use the product. Um, and I was there for a year. I ended up uh, leaving because I moved back to uh, California. Okay, nice. So why'd you sort of move back to California? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's my hometown. It's, you know, it's where I'm from. And, uh, you know, Idaho is great, but I decided that uh, this is where I wanted to be. It's where my family is. So, I, you know, I ended up coming back. Okay. So what was the next step once you got to California? Yeah, I ended up getting a job in a human resources department. It was a La Jolla group. So they own um, like, or they, they, they manage different like action sports brands. So like O'Neill Surf Company, like Spiritual Gangster, it's a, uh, like a yoga apparel company. They had some like motocross brands and stuff like that. So I was working in their human resources department, uh, processing their payroll. Um, that's where, that's how I first, you know, got in with that company was because I knew how to do payroll. So they, and then they started teaching me how to do like recruiting, how to do, you know, like offer letters, onboard. They, you know, I was exposed to everything in human resources at that point. So that was, that was kind of my next, my next step. As you're learning it, what's going through your mind? Because obviously this is like so different than what you did before, right? And this is like now things are getting really serious in your career. Yeah, man, it was cool. I mean, I was like, all right, hey, you know what? I've, I've, uh, I have a skill now. I started feeling more confident. I'm like, hey, no matter what, you know, payroll is always going to be like in demand. Let's go with this. Hey, you know, like I'm good at this. Let's keep building my skills. I was happy because I'm like, all right, I, I got my foot in the door. I was kind of like, I felt kind of like, oh, I'm never going to be able to like get my foot in the door because I don't have my degree or you know, I don't have any of these skills that that are needed for the you know the corporate world. You know, I was excited about it. it was it was cool. It was like almost like a relief. It's like, all right, I have a skill that's worth money now. That's valuable to the marketplace. How much do they get paid? What's the range? If you're like an entry level, like if you're working in like a big company, like they'll usually have like a payroll department that with like multiple people. So usually, I mean, if you're like a, like kind of like the bottom level dude, like, or, you know, person or whatever, you're going to probably make 15 to 20 bucks an hour, like as a payroll clerk. That's what I was making is making like 20 bucks an hour. Then, you know, you can move through the ranks. I mean, if you're like supervising one of these payroll departments, some of them make well over uh, six figures. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. So you got all this experience. What were some mistakes you made and what were some things you did right as you're getting like this experience? I don't know. I just was so like all over the place. Like I never really like knew who I was, like what what do I want to do? And it was just kind of like, I don't know. I, I almost thought like I was like sometimes like too good to be doing certain things and uh, like even spawning back to, you know, my, my early days. But the things that I learned is like, you know what? I really learned the value of having a great attitude, a positive outlook. Not necessarily like hard work gets rewarded, but 
working smart and and really applying yourself and and trying and that's what people care about that's what people care about in in the business world it's like you know come in and, and get the results that you you know that you say you're going you know you're going to produce and um, that that's really where what I learned it was the value that you know there's opportunities all around you that you can take advantage of and you just have to look for those opportunities and it starts with being open minded and having a great positive optimistic attitude did other people see that change in you and that's sort of what led to more opportunity it was really my next job that really opened up the world for me you know that where it was kind of like this v-shaped like upward increase in, in my life it was uh i started realizing i'm like okay i'm capable i'm smart i can do this thing and that's when i was like all right there's opportunities out there like i'm hungry i want to do more with my life like i've been reading i've been studying i've been trying to apply myself and um, i started looking for different opportunities and i started you know saying you know what man life is too short to just sit back and let things happen to you. I'm capable of making a lot of money. I'm capable of running a business. I'm capable of doing all these things. And there's opportunities out there. So every time I would see an opportunity to solve a problem, or if there's something that I thought I could fix or that my skill set would be valuable at, I was not afraid to ask to do more. That was my biggest thing is I always wanted to do more. I just didn't sit there and take, you know, what my boss gave me or, you know, what my, you know, the scope of my job responsibilities are. I was like, I always wanted something more. There's always opportunities in, in companies for you, not only master your role, but then to start asking for more responsibilities or, or finding those opportunities. What type of opportunities did you ask for? Can you give us a specific example? Yeah, man. I mean, the, the one that really changed my life. So it's like, so when I was at this, you know, the La Jolla group where I was working in the HR department, I was actually recruited out of there. So I ended up at this company called the Camp Transformation Center which is a fitness company, they're a fitness franchise. And they brought me on to do payroll and to help them with their human resources. I got a substantial pay increase from there. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm on salary. I came in and their payroll department was a mess. Their human resources department was a mess. I came in and I structured it and, you know, I did a great job. You know, I took what I've learned in the past and I, you know, I redid their entire like payroll system and implemented recruiting systems that I learned from my previous job, human resources systems and procedures that I learned from my previous job. And they're like, okay, this guy is valuable. Like he knows what he's doing. And the company was growing a lot. So it was, you know, a little all over the place. They were, they needed processes and procedures. And, you know, one day I just decided, you know, I walked into the owner's office, like literally I just, I was sitting at my desk and I said, you know what? I have a little of experience with uh, Jersey Mike's. I helped, you know, run some locations and, you know, I eventually got kind of dabbled in the operations and I see there's an opportunity here that, you know, where I can come in and uh, I want to be part of your operational team. I, I want to come in and I want to help you like be on payroll. You know, I had the conversation with the owner and that's all it took. And she's like, all right, you know, let's just give you a shot. You know, you've, you've proven yourself with what you've done with the payroll and the human resources side of the business. Let's just see what you can do. I go, you don't even have to pay me more, pay me my salary. I just want to prove to you that I can do this thing. And I don't know how well that would go over at a lot of other companies. Maybe I got lucky, but they gave me the opportunity. I started getting involved in operating because they, they owned 10 gyms themselves. So they started allowing me to, you know, kind of help run these locations. And then within like two or three months, I was uh, <laughs> leading a team of like over 200 people to had like 15 direct reports. Yeah, man. I mean, the rest was uh, history. That was like my big break. Man. So how was it now that you're leading like 200 people? How was it? It was almost like crazy. I just remember going, I was sitting in this office. I was like 26 years old and like I said, no degree, honestly, not really any experience. And uh, I'm just like, this is surreal. I go, what did I, uh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> like, but you know what? I was, I was so happy. I would go home every day. I was reading all the books on leadership I could get my hands on business. And that's really where I started. Like, I just, I 
I was reading so much. I was watching, or sorry, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos. And I, I think I just had a natural uh, ability to lead people because of, you know, I just have an ability to kind of like empathize and connect with people. And the revenue started increasing and um, good things started happening. The owner saw, you know, the, hey, this is a talented guy. I got tons of different pay increases. Eventually started making over six figures, you know, by the age of 27. And um, yeah, man, it was surreal. It was fun. It, it was just a, an amazing time of my life that I'm always, you know, going to remember. It was just a really good time. Do you have any like YouTube channel recommendations, book recommendations on like leadership or business? Yeah, man. It's by a guy named Josh Coffin. It's, uh, I think it's, I can't remember the name of it. It's like the MBA or something like the, uh, it's something called the MBA by Josh Kaufman. I can't remember the exact title. You know, it's a thick book, but it's like a business course on, you know, it's like a short course, you know, that you're going to go through. Let me caution, you know, everybody too about reading. So like when I first started, I was like, you know, I have this goal. I want to read 60 books in a year and I, and I did it, but you don't retain everything that you read. So what I started doing was like, Hey, I want to find a really good book and take my time with it. I'm going to take notes and then apply it. But yeah, I would recommend uh, um, the book. It's it's the personal MBA. The personal MBA. Boom! There it is. Thank you. Got, Master got the it. art of business. Okay. That's right. That is that is a uh, great one for anybody that's like interested in business. But man, th- I mean, that's the amazing part about you know the time we live in right now. It's like like maybe you know 30 years ago i don't know if i would have had these opportunities you know the fact that i didn't go to business school i didn't graduate um, from college who knows if i would have you know I, maybe i didn't i would have never had the opportunity to acquire these skills and this knowledge but man if you're resourceful man the world is yours i mean there's so much free stuff you can get out there low cost stuff if you invest in books and podcasts and you know in courses and you actually apply what you learn the world is yours you can educate yourself man it's 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 amazing it's an exciting time to be alive no i mean that's really awesome now how has the industry like payroll industry changed over time cuz i know like now there are a lot more smaller players, right? Before I remember ADP, right? That was like what's used. Now it's like you have all these things like Pelosity, Gusto. How has the payroll industry changed over time? Yeah, man. I think what they're doing is they're taking a more human approach. A lot of them are developing tools that really help you manage your human capital. I mean, the, you know, you have the applicant tracking systems, you know, like all the different recruiting software, the onboarding tools. They're becoming very data driven. It's not just payroll anymore. It's it's really like human capital management. It's, uh, you know, like when I was with Paylocity, and I, I actually ended up bringing Paylocity over to the camp transformation. So I made the move to, we moved off of, uh, ADP to Paylocity. And, you know, I could see like, what are our retention rates? You know, you know, who's at a risk for, uh, you know, for leaving and it's all becoming very data driven and it's, it's allowing like the human resources to become more, a bigger part of like decision-making in, you know, in, in the, uh, you know, in the business world, it's pretty cool. They're developing a lot of, uh, uh, great tools for businesses to make decisions regarding their people. And especially it's really empowering, uh, human resources departments. Now, you stayed there. When did you realize, hey, I want to do something else? Like you're gaining this experience. You stayed there for almost three years. What caused you to sort of go into your next jump, which is your current job today, right? Yeah, yeah. So I actually, you know, I left my my position there um, literally in June of this year. I started realizing like, hey, like I want to uh, have a life of freedom and abundance and the, really the way to do that, I, th- I think, is through entrepreneurship. So what I did was I, I said, you know, what am I good at? What do I know? And, you know, what problem can I solve in the world, in the marketplace with what I know and what my skill set is? Literally, I was taking a shower and one day and I didn't really have plans of leaving at this time. I just thought of this idea, the, you know, the fit, I, you know, I worked in the fitness industry. I did a lot of the hiring for, you know, obviously the camp transformation center. I created recruiting processes. I was very good at recruiting. And I said, you know what? It's been a really 
really painful trying to hire, you know, during my tenure here, it's, it's always been really hard to attract top talent. And then, you know, we have a lot of gym owners that I worked with because we're a franchise. Right. And that's kind of the biggest thing that they, they would talk to me about. I was like, I'm having a really hard time with, with finding good personal trainers. I'm having a really hard time finding people. There's no, it was just tough. And I'm like, you know what? I started doing some research and there wasn't really anything out there like it. There's a few people that do like fitness recruiting that I kind of found. And there's a few job boards that doesn't look like they're really actively being used or, or anything like that. So I'm like, let's take what I could, you know, what I know that I know the fitness industry, I know recruiting, I know hiring, I know how to find good people and um, let's solve a problem. I called my current business partner. Uh, he's actually a younger brother. He's my younger brother's friend. He's a uh, tech guy. So he, he's actually another guy that's amazing. No degree as well. Young guy, 23 years old, taught himself uh, coding and, and uh, computer science. Um, and I asked him, hey, man, I have this idea. Would you like to partner? He's on board. And uh, I ended up just quit. I said, you know, I, I got to go all in if, if I'm going to do this. I don't want it to be a part-time thing. I put in my two weeks. Actually, I gave him like three or four weeks, but you know, I gave him my notice and uh, went full full force with it since uh, you know the end of June, and it's been an amazing journey so far. Have, you know, building up a lot of momentum and, and good things are happening. Now you've had all this experience. Were you like scared to make the jump? Yeah, of course. You know, very very afraid of making the jump, but I like to like kind of analyze myself and look back at my childhood and kind of who I was. And the cool thing is, I don't think I've ever been really afraid of failing. Like, I mean, you look back at when I was in school. I had no interest in going to school. Ditched a lot. Didn't get good grades. Just really not interested in it. Um, didn't really care if I got Fs, to be completely honest. And I took a lot of chances and a lot of risks growing up. And you know what? You get one life. I was more afraid of being 85 years old or 80 years old one day and thinking, you know what, man, you, you're a talented guy. You're going to go to your grave with, with this gift inside you. You didn't even try. That's what I'm actually more afraid of. That is like petrifying to me. I, I hate the thought of being you know, 80 years old and, and looking back and going, man, I wish I would have uh, tried this or done this. If I fail, I fail. You know what? I, of course, it'll suck. But I'd much rather try and fail than, than look back one day and think, yeah, you lived a, a safe life. I, I don't want to do that. What are some things that you're currently trying to learn now? I'm really interested in like human behavior. So I read a lot of like books on like psychology and, and like sociology and uh, just kind of learning what makes people work and like how to communicate. Because I think, you know, we're in this time where, uh, you know, the economy has become global and uh, there's certain skills that, that I, the school system isn't teaching. And, you know, I'm trying to... Uh, you know, improve those skills that are really like, you know, how to collaborate, how to communicate, how to be confident, how to think critically. Those are important skills. And that's what I, that's where I spend my time on. Was there ever a time your sort of lack of degree held you back? It only held me back in my own mind. If you think something's going to hold you back, then it's going to hold you back. And then soon as I, when I started getting this little bit of success in my career and I started becoming more confident in myself and my abilities, that roadblock disappeared. I think the sky's the limit. I have, I don't, I used to be ashamed to tell people I used to try to hide. It. I would literally lie and say, Oh yeah, I graduated. I, I have my degree, you know, just to random people or, and it just was like, I'm living this lie. And I'm, I'm like, I'm so proud to say, Hey, I didn't go to school. I'm smart. I'm capable. I've, you know, I got a six figure job. I'm starting a successful business. And guess what? I'm proud because I didn't need to go to college. And it's, it's like, I want to empower other people that feel that way. Like if you feel like you're not going to be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish because you don't have a degree, then you know what? The, the only roadblocks in your mind, because as soon as I got that roadblock out of my mind, my life just went like this. Now, what's your sort of vision for the company, right? Because it's only been a few months, but you've had a lot of growth. Where do you want to take the company? 
I tend to think really big. I want to make this thing, you know, a, a multi-million dollar company. That's the goal. And I think it's totally possible. The goal is we're going to get this job board released. And our goal is to hit a million in revenue um, in the first year once we get this this job board released. I believe in the fitness industry. I think, you know, I, I was involved in it for a few years and I saw the, you know, the positive impact it had on the clients and the people's lives. I think it's a good thing. It's an, it, it makes our society healthier. It brings out the best in people. And my goal is to just make the industry that I believe in better. That's what I want to do. And if we can make it better, we provide value. We're going to see the financial reward. Let's slowly start to wrap up. What do you want to sort of tell someone who was in your position in high school? Like, how do they identify that they're the problem and it's mindset things? And what are some small steps they can do to slowly change it? Because you can't change in a day. But what are some steps that you would suggest they take? If you look at my life as a whole from, you know, from the time I was born until about age 24, uh, never had a lot of like success. I mean, like I had that job at Jersey Mike's, which was kind of like, all right, cool, you know. Um, but I was just kind of a lost, lost soul. But I was doing the same things over and over and over again. You know, I was just kind of like, you know, wandering around. I wasn't working on developing myself. It's all going to be in your in your mind. You're, I always like to say this: your thoughts control your actions, and your actions control your results and your reality. So you have to change your mindset. You have to change what you think and what you do to get different results. You can't take this view that life is something that happens to you. I think if you just take be self-reliance and self-responsibility is huge. When something happens that's bad, you know, take responsibility for it. If you want something, you can do it. You can get after it, but you need to think, you know, you have to think in a way where it's like, okay, how can I do this? You know, what are the steps I need to take? Like you said, you can't change overnight. Start small because if you make these big drastic changes, you're probably not going to stick with it. So start by like thinking about how do I spend my time? Who are the people I spend my time with? Because those are very important things. Instead of you know staying up all night watching Netflix and consuming mindless television or you know being around negative people that you know don't have goals, start seeking out people that are positive and you know role models, people that you're going to you know that you're going to be able to learn from because your environment controls a lot of um, what you think and, and how you feel. So you need to you need to control that. I would say you know. Again, I want to reiterate, you know, we live in a time where if you're resourceful, you can you can really learn almost anything you want. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, take initiative. Take the initiative. If you want to do something, I, I truly believe that you can do it. You have to believe in it first. I know that sounds like cliche, but it's it's really the the first step is believing that it's possible and then coming up with a detailed plan and um, you know, taking the steps to get there and start small. Start small. Okay, awesome. How would people get in contact with you? My LinkedIn, Brandon Durkee. If you guys ever want to, you know, collaborate or, or network, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my email address, Brandon.Durkee at fitrecruiters.com. Um, love to uh, hear from you guys. Um, I'm really excited that I was be- I was able to be on this podcast because I know that there's a lot of people out there that that feel the way that um, you know that I used to feel like I'm incapable or you know the world is closed off to me because I don't have my degree. But I just want to empower those people because I'm I'm living proof that you know with just in a, in a few short years I'm 28 years old now from 24 years old to 28 my life has drastically changed because of the way I started thinking differently and I started doing different things. So I strongly encourage you guys to uh, believe in yourselves. Thank you so much for your time. You gave a lot of valuable advice and I know someone will sort of listen to it who was in your position and hopefully they can start at, you know, 22 or 20 instead of 24. So thank you so much for your time, Brandon. I really appreciate you and looking forward to keeping in touch. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be here. Another great episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this information was valuable 
and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. This show is sponsored by you. No Degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show is worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and will go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast. On Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree inc. If you want to personally reach out to me, connect or follow me on LinkedIn at Janaid Iqbal, spelled J-O-N-A-E-D, last name I-Q-B-A-L. Until next time, no degree, no problem, nodegree.com. Yeah, so you got no degree, no problem, no problem, any problem, we can solve them. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving, growing in the knowing. Wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. If you didn't know, now you know. Let's sing that again, everybody. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. No degree. No problem, any problem we can solve them. LinkedIn Somnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing, the wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going.